Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, friends. Welcome to another edition of the Bleed Loss Podcast. Apologies if I sound weird this week. I've been under the weather, been super sick, is what it is. Gonna truck through it, right? On that note, this week's episode of the podcast is presented by our friends at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget, MLB is back as well, of course, because this is a baseball podcast. And you can make your World Series picks for your favorites. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas cas- uh, casino and poker games. Super easy to get started, so head on over to their website today, which is betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to join. And if you use our promo code BELIEVE, which is B-L-E-A-V, you will receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, the promo code is BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Huge thanks to them for presenting this week's episode. So we're going to talk with the guys from uh, Ring the Bell podcast. They are uh, the the guys that uh, uh, do all this stuff for the San Diego Padres. Ring the Bell is because of Heath Bell. Ah, see what they did there. And then uh, we're going to chop it up and uh, talk about uh, the week in review. And uh, as we look ahead as well with you know the Padres series, the Diamondback series that's coming up. Had a good time chopping it up with, uh, with Nick from Ring the Bell podcast. So without further ado, here is the Bleed Lows podcast. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. Well, the Dodgers and the Padres play each other, and uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun set. And that's why we are joined by uh, one half of the Ring the Bell podcast, uh, Nick from uh, Ring the Bells, joining us. And we chatted a little bit ago, and we're we're stoked to have you back on, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course, guys. Uh, excited for the start of our rivalry. Uh, we had some really good games last season. At the at the first half of the season, we we fell off in the second half, but um, hopefully we can repeat and have some some fun series well and that's actually one thing i wanted to ask you real quick is there really a rivalry thank you thank you (laughs) i think so i mean it's it seems like uh we kind of live rent free in your guys head i mean i know that we uh talk all the time that uh you know we're the little brother down south but you know when i look on twitter all i see is is dodger fans reposting the padres box scores when we lose Oh, I, I, uh, <laughs> Nick is coming in salty. He's coming in with the heat. <laughs> but I mean, I would That's come in with the heat too. I'd come in with, uh, with some salty heat if I was in third place too. But I was curious. <laughs> How many wins do you guys have? Uh, nine. The same oh, as you guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought. But yeah, I wanted to ask. I just have five losses too. Yeah. So. so, I mean, either, I mean, but either way, you're still in third place, right? I guess so. We'll see after, uh, the, the first series though. The, uh, the tides can turn very quickly. I wanted to ask you about that. So I, I am not, I, so I have one of my close friends is a Padres fan and we give each other a lot of crap, but he also is 
understanding of kind of where the Padres stand as a whole, you know, you know, with in comparison with the Dodgers, you know, as, as a whole, where, where do you think that the quote unquote rivalry kind of started? And do you, and, and I'm legitimately asking you this, do you really think it is a rivalry that you can compare with like the Dodgers and the Giants? Well, I think it started just because of the, how close proximity is San Diego and LA. Those two teams are just as close as, as Boston and New York, right. In terms of proximity and, and distance. Um, and from Sa- San Diego, I live in LA, but I know that San Diegans don't like Los Angeles. I love Los Angeles. It's my home, but I'm a San Diego sports fan. Um, I don't know about you guys, but any other baseball game I go to, there's never as many fights as I see at Dodgers and Padres. I think right there tells you right there, there's a rivalry. Every, every Dodgers Padres game I ever went to growing up as a kid, whether it be in San Diego or in Los Angeles, there's always fights. It's the same thing with Raiders and Chargers. Could it- I mean, did you see the Colorado Rockies opening weekend? They were fighting each other, Nick. True. I was going to say, I think that's more the demographic of whom is attending these games and how much alcohol is consumed. It doesn't mean it's a rivalry. <laughs> Hi, Nick. I'm Alicia, by the way. We've not Hi, spoken before. Um, so, so, you I guys, wanna- so you guys don't believe in the rivalry at all. You don't think it's a rivalry. I, I per se, I personally don't think it's a rivalry. I don't. I do not. What, so in your words, what makes a rivalry? History. And there isn't really history there to to dictate to, to call it. A, I mean, you know, for me, the rivalries in baseball are the Red Sox, Yankees, Cubs, White Sox, Dodgers, Giants. Like those Giants. are, the, yeah, those. I mean, those are like your three kind of go to uh, rivalries. I, I can't like the Colorado Rockies can't sit here and say that they have beef with the San Diego Padres when they've only been an organization for what twenty seven years or something like that. Twenty six. Right. So, well, I mean, you're also pointing to the fact that the Dodgers are sorry the the Yankees and the Red Sox have had a hundred year rivalry. And so has the White Sox and the Cubs, right? Padres have only been around since 1969, I believe. Right. And the Dodgers were in Brooklyn for so many years, but there really hasn't been a ton of opportunity. Right. But when there has been, there's been some pretty fun matchups in my opinion. And, And I'm not saying that the giants and the Dodgers aren't a good rivalry, but I think you're just pointing to the fact that the giants have won world series in recent years and that's why that they're the more competitive team in the division. Well, also, you know, the, in my opinion, the Padres also really weren't competitive up until the last few years. I mean, let's be 100% honest. And yeah, well, in the late 90s. They still haven't won at all. So that's being true. competitive and having a good time. I love going to Padres games. Like, I love the stadium. You all have great weather. And, you know, for the most part, everyone's friendly. But it's still, there's no... Uh, guys haven't won anything the Dodgers at least have that history maybe eventually it'll become a rivalry I do think it's fun I love the shit talking I love that you guys well Padres fans make rap songs about Dodger fans like that that's hilarious to me I enjoy it but it's still not a rivalry yeah well not not all Padres fans enjoy that I think (laughs) that's a little subpar but Nick brings up a very good question about what is a rivalry because back in the olden days when the, there was only two divisions, the Dodgers and the Reds were a rivalry. The Dodgers and the Reds, I don't think, is a rivalry in them anymore. In the 70s, like you talk to people from Cincinnati, they hated the Dodgers. The Reds don't win anymore. They're terrible. And they're ran, the organization is trash. So 
They, they treat the fans poorly the way they don't deliver. The Dodgers were spoiled. We have like um, Jose Mora just mentioned. It is an elite system from coming up through how they treat Dodgers who leave, right? It's just better. And yeah, I'm a homer, but I stand by that. The, the Padres are fun. So is it a rivalry because we like to travel down? Well, guess what? Dodger fans travel across the whole United States. We are such a great travel team. We go to all the stadiums every game. So it still doesn't make it a rivalry to me that the Padres have to win something and probably more than once for I, us to be like on the same level, in my opinion. So a rivalry has to be equated to wins and losses, basically. So to, to win a championship, you're basically um you 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 have to you have to win a championship in order to be a part of a rivalry is that what you're trying to say because i don't think notre dame has won a championship in a long time and there's still a great <laughs> rivalry with usc right and they still right. call that a rivalry That's right long standing this is the padres and like juan just mentioned you haven't been competitive you still haven't won anything so there's no long standing history usc and notre dame you have legacy children and pass that, pass that legacy, that rivalry along. I went to USC, so it's passed down. This but here's the thing, Alicia. I'm old enough to remember when the Dodgers were going to win the division years ago, and the Padres came in and swept the Dodgers, and then they came in as a wild card, and the and the Padres ended up winning the division that year. So, if it, is, I think Nick brings up a good question. I think the problem is it is a rivalry, but it is one sided. I think Padres fans view this as a rivalry and yeah. Dodger fans are being super dismissive of the fact of the, who the Padres are. But I think the Padres are building something there. Yeah. And once like, look, nobody thought the Giants were going to do anything last year. Right. They ended up winning the division. The Dodgers all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. We hate the Giants, but we respect that. Hey, man, th those guys are a threat. The minute the Padres start winning the division again, and they're a very young team, and they could, they, I know you don't like their ownership or their front office, Nick, but with this new ownership, they're spending money. So they could be competitive for a, a yeah. long period of time, right? Yeah, no, certainly. And you know what? I think you mentioned it last, last podcast that we did. Um, I'm seeing it now. Juan, Juan is a Padres fan. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I, I think you're right. He's, you no, know what? It's, it's, it's I'm not much. like you guys who are super dismissive and just want to sit there and go like, I like baseball, even though I got to tell you, Nick, the fact that Luke Voigt double X handled the Reds catcher. I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. That to me, I, I wanted to see Tony Pham and Voigt you know, get in the squared circle after that. What, yeah, what yeah. happened there? Explain to me what happened there. I mean, I, I just think Tyler Stevenson was uh, in, in the pathway. And I think, I mean, that's but he did a double X handle. Yeah. I don't know. I, he's a big guy. Sometimes he can't control his body movements. I don't know. I, uh, no, no, that that's homerish right that's there. Homer, that is, that's, that's he homerish. pulled a WWF. Yeah. I said, WWF. Hey, they reviewed it though. They reviewed it and they didn't, they didn't see anything that was uh, against the rules. So I don't know. Look, I, I look, I, I, I like baseball and <laughs> I think it's good for baseball. I mean, look at the National League West. Nick even yep. mentioned it right now. The Padres have the same amount of wins as the Dodgers. We can't be myopic and sit here and ignore like who had the Rockies being on top of the division on their bingo card. 
baseball is really good in the National League West, and I think that's good for Major League Baseball. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging that a team is good. Like, I know Babyface is going to sit here and go, the Mets suck. Well, guess what, dude? The Mets have 10 wins. Well, and on top of that, I mean, we, we talked about it the last time we talked. The Padres have a good pitching staff. You know, they have a, a pretty good young core. Obviously, Fernando Tatis is still injured. That's the downside. But overall, they've made moves to try to bang with the Dodgers. But I'm just kind of curious from your perspective, Nick, do you think those those moves where they currently stand, can they compete with the Dodgers with this current iteration of the Dodgers? Yeah, I, I think there's still more moves that need to be made. I, I'm not impressed whatsoever with the offense this season. Manny Machado has been playing really great baseball. Eric Cosmer has shown some flashes of, of being able to look like the old Eric Cosmer, but he's still not really um, producing from like an analytical standpoint. His stats show it, but like he hasn't barreled any balls, right? So like that's kind of scary to me, and he's not hitting the ball in the air. He's hitting on the ground still. Um, but our outfield is kind of seems to be in shambles for the most part besides – Jerks and Profar, who's literally matched his home run numbers from last year at four. Um, so that's right, right there is kind of an anomaly, but they need to make more moves. And if they want to be able to compete, because you still, I, I can't deny the fact that this is the best line of construction constructed of all time for the Dodgers. I mean, top to bottom, it's scary. And right now, maybe Mookie Betts isn't playing the best baseball of his career or Justin Turner, but like they're going to come at some point and they're going to be really good. And you got to be able to catch up and you can't always rely on pitching because that's the old Padre way, right? Where just shove down your throat with pitching, 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 and no one can hit. We can't be the old Padres. So, so do you think that them going out and being aggressive and getting Sean Manaya was, was not enough? Or oh, no, they... I, I love that move, but it's definitely not enough. I mean, it's proven to be great because you can't have enough pitching depth. I mean, we've already lost Blake Snell to start the season. He's on the I.L. Clevenger started on the I.L. as well. I mean, guys go up. You Darvish has had injury history in his career. So pitching depth for me is is right there with everything else. But I mean, you got to be able to bang with the Dodgers. Like I'm like you just said, I mean, it, it's it's all about firepower in this division. So uh, in terms of the Padres start, what are you most impressed with? I know the, the outfield concerns you, but, and the lineup. So is the pitching the strongest part of the, of this team? Um, I mean, you look at the defense right now and they've opened this season with 14 straight games without an error setting an MLB record. I mean, that's pretty impressive, but you know, Obviously, not committing errors is really big attributing to wins, but I, I think, honestly, the starting pitching has really just been the strong suit. It really has. I mean, besides the fact that you Darvish had one bad outing in San Francisco, the rest of them have been nails for the most part. I mean, we started the first two games without allowing a hit, and I think 13 innings out of our starting pitchers, you Darvish and Sean and I both throw no hit outings and Nick Martinez has, has looked pretty good for the most part. And Mackenzie Gore, the young ace has come and he threw a shutout last game against the Reds who are a very struggling organization who we already mentioned, but yeah, I mean, I'm really impressed and I already love what I see with Bob Melvin as well. I mean, that's the first step in the right direction, getting rid of the rookie manager and Jace Tingler and bringing in the veteran Bob Melvin was a huge move in the right direction. So do, how's their farm system looking? Do they have enough to at the trade deadline be able to outbid other teams to get maybe outfield help or get some something else to help that lineup yeah i mean i think they always have enough it's the real question is are they willing to part ways with the big name prospects that they have and that's always been a case with aj preller right he's been stubborn to hold on to prospects um case in point you know we're, we're talking about Mackenzie gore i mean he wanted to hold on to him and now he's making a start cj abrams robert hassel 
um, Luis Camponsano, all those guys have been in our organization for a long time and they've looked to be untouchable, right? Otherwise, those guys would have been traded for Max Scherzer, who you guys ended up getting given up a boatload as well. Um, but there's teams out there for sure that would be happy to have those guys. I just think that right now, a lot of them are untouchable. Um, there are some pieces out there that that I think could be traded that could garner some good return, you know, somewhere within like the top five to top 15 range in our prospect organization. But um, you just kind of have to wait and see, you know, I mean, there, there are still some free agents out there. I mean, Conforto still out there, but are we looking to pay him anything with his injury history? And are we, is he going to be the Conforto that we've seen in, in recent years? I don't know. Wow. So last one for me, Nick, uh, at this point, uh, how upset are you San Diegans about that? These uh, preparing for the world cup. Was that an international incident down there? I no, mean, I don't. That guy don't, just cannot do anything without everybody labeling him yeah. as just the most evil person in the world. No, I, I think I don't. I don't mind. I think the kid, he's a kid. He's, he wants to have fun. You know, he wants to go out there and enjoy himself and have fun. And as long as he stays off motorcycles, I'm fine with it because that's the biggest thing. <laughs> nice. Well put. Um, Nick, I just want to make sure that we didn't start off on the wrong foot. I have so much respect. I actually really, really enjoy loyal fans. And I love that the Padres are so passionate. And in no way did I mean when I said we're not a rivalry, that you guys don't have talent, that you guys don't come at us with everything you got and make us work for it. Us like I'm on the team, but you know what I mean? Um, I just don't want us to be frenemies so soon. It's a long season. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to a good weekend, you know. Go ahead, Nick. Go after Princess Del Valle. I, I, after I, think, that I think a lot of people, you know, they, they understand the Padres history. They understand that it hasn't been a winning organization. But you really have, like you just said, you really have to credit the loyal fans out there that have stuck with this organization for so many years. You know, yeah. for some people, over 50 years, they've stuck with an organization that has never brought the city a World Series. And they continue to do it. I mean, there's there's season ticket holders that have been season ticket holders since they started. And it, it really is amazing that uh, that fans can stick with a team like that. Um, mediocrity has been the norm for the Padres for so many years. But the recent ownership has decided that we want to spend money and we can go out. We want to go out and win. When the Chargers left, they were the only team left in San Diego. And it gave the fans more hope that there can be a championship brought here one day. And I truly believe that's that's going to happen at some point. Whether it's this season or next season, I'm not 100% sure, but I do think it's coming. And when it comes, we'll have a rivalry. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Manifest it. Nice. <laughs> uh, one last one for me before we uh, we get everyone's predictions. What uh, what man, what do you want to manifest as far as a trade? Like, who do you want them to go out and get if they're going to be aggressive? Yeah, I mean, you just really have to look at who would be available, right? I mean, so many people um switch teams this off season and i really think we lost out on a couple of big free agents but uh, man i would i would love to get a corner outfielder I, I just don't know who exactly it's it would be that would be available i mean i think you got to look at some of the teams maybe in the in the al that really aren't going to be able to compete with like the yankees or like the rays um man I mean, Austin Meadows was someone that was kind of high on my list just because he's got good power and he's a, he's a decent fielder, but he was already traded. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have a name for you, but 
I, I want a corner outfielder. I, I think it's got to happen in order to make the playoff push. That's fair. I mean, I, I looking at your roster, I mean, listen, no disrespect to Matt Beatty, Trent Grisham, Will Myers, Jerkson Profar, and Jose Azokar, I believe is how you say his last name. That's kind of a weak outfield. So no, you, for sure. You, uh, and I mean, there's no power there either. Right? right. So, I mean, that's the other, the other thing you're in. I mean, one thing I'm envious of is your infield aside from Eric Hosmer. No, no offense to Haas. Right now. But, no, uh, untaken. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you got, you know, I mean, look, Voight can, can bang, right? I mean, yeah, that's we yet. I got him. That's <laughs> yeah, he can bang he, he off can of bang the, the second turnbuckle. Yeah, <laughs> off the top rope. Yeah, yeah he I, can I was, bang. All right. I, I know Juan is, uh, is, is heated about that to a certain degree, but that's kind of the reason I set that up a little bit. Thank you, sir. I know my guy. So, I mean, that's just where we're at. Uh, as far as predictions go, what do you think the uh, the weekend series is going to be like? Um, I'm actually going to the game on Friday. So, tonight. So, uh, you know, we're looking to see a, a good matchup for that first Petco uh, Padres-Dodgers. I don't think we win this one just based off pitching. Nick Martinez versus Julio Reyes. But um, I do think we take the next two. I, I think our pitchers are... Um, better than i think you guys have tyler anderson going against us and it is who's who's day first shows on sunday first shows on sunday yeah he is ah manaya's been pitching really well it's kind of hard to go against manaya right now um he, he seems to be completely locked in i think we're taking two out of the three and i mean that's just the first series at home so we'll see what happens when we come to la one uh, I think uh, uh, Nick's going to love this, but I, I think the show pots take two out of three. I think, uh, like he said, Sean Manaya is pitching really well, but you could put a left-handed pitching machine. And again, you're starting to see what a left-hander or Max Freed uh, can do to the Dodgers lineup. And uh, that concerns me. And uh, Friday and Saturday, I, th I think it's a toss up. So I could see very easily the show pods. And they play us tough at the beginning of the season. I mean, if you guys remember what they did to us last year at the beginning of the season, it was they came to play. So um, that's that's what I got going. Princess Alicia. How dare you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was at those games. I Two of the games we lost last season, the beginning of the season, I was there and it was. It was plenty of ranch water to keep me <laughs> from crying. You like ranch water? Ugh. I know. Oh, I'm the only one, and I love oh. it. I just I learned it. what it was, and I and I already don't like it. So, I mean, stay that's, tuned that's for future episodes between the the grudge match between Nick and Princess Del Valle because the animosity is really building between no, the two. Oh no, I I don't. I don't tell people what to drink. I, more for me. Uh, it's a tequila. You have drink. all the ranch water you want. It's in, it, it's from Mexico, especially it's like a border favorite, a, a very like a uh, refreshing drink with topo chico, tequila, tahine rim, and lime. It's awesome, and there's no sugar, no hangover. So anyway, I do. I was trying to give you a compliment. I wish Dodger Stadium would get ranch waters in the stadium. I have to go to San Diego. Oh, so you were in the one in San Diego you're talking about? Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so I have a quick question for you really quickly, just, just based off the whole rivalry thing out of all the games you go to in Dodger stadium every season, mm -hmm. what team usually gets the most energy, not, not out of the opposing fans, but like what sells out the most in Chavez ravine, what, what, like people are coming to see which team. Uh, they come when the it's Giants a bobblehead bobble night. That's a bobblehead <laughs> night. 
Every Padres game I've been to, it has been it is bananas out. when we have free giveaways and the Dodgers have giveaways. Feels like every game, right, guys? Like there's something every game now. Well, I'll tell you two teams, and I'm and I think the same thing happens down uh, at Petco. But Cub fan travels. Yeah, of course. When when Cubs when the Cubs are in town, you see a lot of Cubs jerseys at Dodger Stadium and the uh, the Metropolitans of New York. When the Metropolitans of New York are in town, you you see a lot uh, of that blue out at Dodger Stadium. And the third team I would add to that is the Giants. The Giants is my number one because yeah. there are Giants fans here in L.A., which blows my mind. Just like there's Niner fans, which blows my mind. How do you live in L.A.? And anyway, um, the Giants are number one. We sell out. We aren't. Uh, what is it? Eight years in a row. The Dodgers have sold out the stadium more than any other team in the MLB. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, but what Nick is talking about I know opposing fans most, coming to Dodger Stadium. So the traveling ones, I the Cubs always. Um, the Mets, yeah, they they show up, but they're super friendly. They're like the least um agitated. It's the <laughs> Giants fans that you know they let you know they mouth off, they have like no respect when they come to Dodger Stadium. So I, I'm gonna go Giants is my number one. Thank you, Alonso. <laughs> I got you anytime. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think, I think, oh, uh, my prediction, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Two or three. Um, the, the Padres do come at us hard and we've got that target on our back, especially after Dave Roberts, you know, wait, wait, two of three, who Dodgers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she come didn't say on, anything man. else. She didn't want to utter the word Padre. <laughs> Dodgers will take two of three. And I think we have the talent to take all three, but I will give credit to, you know, the, the Padres, the, the whole, I feel like anybody in major league baseball, when they play the Dodgers, it's a different kind of play. Everybody elevates their game. So things can happen. So I will say two of three go Dodgers way. Uh, I will also say two of three, they will lose Saturday uh, to the, uh, to the U Darvish, who has a uh, a slightly deceiving ERA, it's got I think like a six and some change ERA, um, and uh, Sunday will be a banger because it's Clayton Kershaw versus Sean Mania. Kershaw day. Yeah, two lefties that are <laughs> that are not bad at all. You know they're pretty good, um, and I think uh, the offense will kind of keep it going. You know Cody Bellinger is finding that pocket again, and and I think he's going to keep that going in San Diego. Before we uh, we go to Roger, Nick, what about you? Uh, yeah, yeah, two of three Padres. Roger. Well, four game sweep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it could be a sweep. The uh, Dodgers would probably sweep this series, but uh, I'll I'll go with two of three. So Dodgers. four, so four, four game sweep. <laughs> four game sweep. Okay. That's, <laughs> again, that's if if you've learned anything from listening to the show, there's a reason why we leave Roger's predictions at the end. Because if it's a three game set, it's a four game sweep. If it's a uh, four game set, clearly they're going to win five in a row. So, uh, so that's how it goes, Nick. Uh, appreciate you joining us, man. The Thank the friendly, you, the friendly picture is always a good time because, truthfully, we can't really talk shit like that with other fan bases um, because they take themselves too serious. So that's yeah, that's why it's a good true. time. <laughs> I will see you at a game this season. I I do enjoy going to Padres games. So yeah, you guys do I have a beautiful so. park. It's yeah. a beautiful park. I love the setup, the bridge, you know, from the hotel, the whole thing. It, it's, oh, it's a good one. Yeah, That's right, great too. right across the street. I love yeah. it. <laughs> if you see uh, a woman with all the woodland creatures around her drinking ranch <laughs> water, 
That's uh, Princess Del Valle. So yeah. you can go over there and say hi to her. Yeah, say hi to her and maybe buy her ranch water. If I'm the only one in line buying a ranch water, I'm not mad. That's okay. <laughs> it's just more ranch water for her. Amen. <laughs> On that note, thanks again, Nick. Uh, and where Thank can you, the Nick. where can uh, where can listeners find the Ring the Bell podcast? Yeah, Ring the Bell podcast. Um, you know, we we air once a week. Me, myself, and Heath Bell, former closer. Um, Apple, Spotify, wherever your podcast. Then I also host the Charity Stripe, um, which is just an all all sports show where we interview athletes, actors, comedians, you name it. We've been running that one for about five years, so that one's going strong. Nice. And where can the uh, the people find you on the socials if they want to check your stuff out? Uh, just at Nick underscore Kreider at Twitter, or uh, on Instagram at Nicholas and Dimes. Oh, well done, well done, nice. sir. Well, on that note. <laughs> Go check them out. They're uh, they're good guys, and uh, we look forward to having you guys on uh, for for some more banter uh, as the season progresses. Likewise, go pods. Hey, this is Eric Gagne. You guys are watching Bleed Lois podcast. Uh, Juan, the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers won a handful of games. Freddie Freeman hit some home runs against his former former uh, club, the Atlanta Braves of Atlanta. Uh, the Heen Dog is on the IL, and uh, and the slow start is kind of happening but it's only starting with, uh, with some guys that are kind of recovering over nagging injuries. How did you feel about everything this last week? I, was like, I did not expect them to go six and one on this homestand. I, I, I've been preaching that the Dodgers were going to get off to a slow start. This is not a slow start. I mean, yes, they are not necessarily beating the, the, the best teams. I mean, the Braves are off to a slow start and you have to take into account that, you know, the Braves don't have Acuna playing, uh, but they were able to take two out of three out of the Atlanta Braves. Max Freed pitched a hell of a game, man. Yeah, you just got to tip your hat. Uh, to I mean, if it wasn't for Hanser, you know, who knows what, what could have happened in that game. But um, this is not a slow start. I, I am surprised at how well they played in that homestand, and I'm, 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 I'm happy. If it wasn't for who? Hanser. Hanser Alberto. I, I like how you uh, enunciate. The, well, yeah, the because Hanser is part of the Comunidad de Guapos. Uh, I am the president of my chapter. Oh, you are? See, oh. We like to call just ourselves a member. Los... He's the president. No, yes, not just a member. I am you... part of la Comunidad de los Guapos. We like to call ourselves los uh -huh. guapos. Uh -huh. And Hanser uh, is probably president of his chapter after breaking up the, the, the perfect game. And I mean, look. Babyface and I were at the game on Saturday where Julio pitched and Julio looked much better. Julio was, uh, you know, pitching a, a perfect game at that point. And then Babyface pulled the classic Babyface and leaned over to me and said, hey, Julio's pitching pretty good. And what happened in the next inning? Julio gave up a hit. You know so what? I, I could have used Babyface on Tuesday that was, that was when your, Max your... Freed was just mowing the Dodgers down. In my defense, Tom, Tom, your friend. He said during that inning, like a batter before, hey, Julio's got a no hitter going. What? Yes. So. yes, but Tom doesn't practice the same sorcery that you do. Tom yeah. does not you have, have your powers. Yeah, you have a. You, have, uh, you, you did have it with Otani the other day. <laughs> yep, yep. You did it with Otani. You sent me a text message saying, hey, Otani's looking pretty good. And then I left the house and my girl sends me a text message saying Roger strikes again. I was just like, I know Otani gives up a hit. You have a proven track record that we have to like, you know, remember, remember that show sports science on ESPN. Yeah. I feel like we need to pitch it back to let them have some Roger in a dugout. <laughs> when, you know, 
well, obviously we can't predict when someone's going to have a no, no going or any of that stuff. Right. But I, we need to get Roger in a dugout and just let him kind of rain free. So he can walk up to like Tony Gonsolin the other day. Hey, you're looking pretty good over there, Tony. <laughs> yeah. you're, looking all, you're looking all right. And then obviously, you know, he lost the, the no, no, and a sh- kind of a shitty, uh, shitty play, but Alicia, you've also been to uh, to a couple games. How uh, yeah. how, how's how's the vibe been for you, and uh, and what do you see? So you just brought up the Catman, and I was at that game, and it was a beautiful day. Um, I love day games. Took my dad, had great seats. Everyone was in such a good mood, good vibes, and no one around us, Roger, mentioned how he was pitching. We might have thrown eyeballs at each other, but we never said the words. We never. No, you don't. No, dang it. Um, so I could probably blame that on you too because you started it. Right? Not probably. You could. <laughs> I didn't say anything about that one. I just said there's no way. I mean, I just said Dave's going to have another dilemma if this goes any longer. But <laughs> I, I think, I think uh, Babyface was just more shocked that he had like 60 pitches through like six innings, right? Baby 55. <laughs> 55. I, I remembered that vividly only because I knew. T- Roger would have said, oh, he threw 200 pitches in six innings. (laughs) But that's what makes it even more frustrating because you see what this guy could do when he's efficient. If he could do that consistently, that would be huge for the Dodgers. I'm not saying that Gonsolin is going to be pitching no-hit ball every start, but if he could keep his pitch count down... I I, I mean, the guy's got an ERA of what? What is it right now, babyface? It's under one, isn't it? Um, I think it was uh 0.69, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, I think that's what I remember seeing. By the way, nice if that's the case. Um, let me check he, real quick. He had a great time. No complaints, no complaints, because that's also when Cody Bellinger did his thing at two at bats, looked solid, a triple, one of them, and just the crowd see, you know, everybody was on their feet because it's Cody and we want Cody back. Will he ever get to his MVP, you know, performance level? If we get that Cody, what did he go two for four? And again, that triple, everybody, that RBI triple. Yeah, people were just—I swear, like I—I I, I hugged my dad. Like it was really awesome. Well, Cody's been either multi-hit game or nothing. So he has like what six or seven multi-hit games. Yeah, he and does. Then- the pride but- of a uh, Vacaville, Tony Gonsolin does in fact have a zero point six nine ERA. Nice. Nice. I will take it. We'll take it. I'm happy that we're off to this kind of started. It is a long season, but I too was uh, joining you guys in your chorus of it's going to be a slow start just because of some of the performances of our stars during spring training, but it was not a normal spring training. So I'm, I'm happy. I just, I want everyone to stay healthy. I will say that I was at the game the night before we lost but I don't want to say that because Roger is going to call me a jinx and then I'm going to put him on the list. So Juan was, there, track so record. Juan was already there. So we knew <laughs> something right. was going to happen. So if I'm the jinx, then Kendrick Lamar is the jinx because <laughs> That's right. I was sitting next to Kendrick Lamar out in the pavilion. Okay. Nice. Nice. So look, I, I, I don't know what you guys think. I, I know there's some people say I did Bueller have bad luck in that game. Or is it just one of those games that you got to tip your hat to Max Freed, man? Well, Bueller, Max Freed, I, I mean, is it just that it was a left-hander that gave the Dodgers a hard time? Well, well Bueller, I know, what, real quick, I know it was spring training, but the last time Juan was at a Bueller game, 
Bueller didn't pitch so well as well. So it's I feel like at now. this point, Rogers reaching to to try to disprove some of these things is like you know uh, old wives' tales at this point. Um, we have we have the data. If we're going to do that, then I'm going to bring up the fact that Babyface left Saturday's game early. And that's when Mitch White came in. And after the Dodgers were winning I left five nothing. With like one out in the ninth inning. No, not even one out. Don't even. Or don't lie. Right before the ninth, I was walking out as. as All right. You may not have gotten, but ninth, you left early. Inning. And that's when Mitch White gave up. I, two, I, didn't want two to, runs. I didn't want to sit in traffic for two hours. See, and like the last game that we all three of us went to is when they when uh, uh, the Prince of Will Smith uh, hit that walk off. Hit the walk off, yeah. Um, and so we can't, you know, I'm sure Roger's going to take credit for that too <laughs> at this point. So it's that's why I'm saying like he needs to, to go this. to more games. He yeah. needs to make an effort to support his team more. No, I, I agree. I mean, I I have you know adult responsibilities, and that's what prevents me from going to games from time to time. But uh, for Rod, the audacity more or less of Roger reaching at this point to uh, disprove that he is a jinx is, is, is appalling really is, is kind of where we're at. But to lose, to just lose one game on that homestand, yes. who would have thought that it was the game that Bueller pitched was the game the Dodgers were going to lose. Well, and what I was trying to say about Walker is they talked about their, you know, the, he's changing his windup. So he's working on stuff, right? Oh yeah. But you had a very interesting point about that. I think he was tipping his pitches, um, just kind of watching what he was working on because he wasn't doing the overhead wind. He was just kind of coming from the set of the chest. Um, that's, But, I mean, that's kind of the season is young, kind of like we talked about a minute ago. It's a young, long season. And for them to go 6-1, and one, hey, I'll take that all day. Okay. Um, and then, I mean, even at that, the, they kind of manhandled the Braves. So, I mean, for them to manhandle the Braves, granted it was only, you know, it was a three-game set, but still 7-4, 3-1, 5-1. You know that that first game that on on Monday, uh, you know they they had those four runs, but outside of that, the Dodgers kind of went out and punked them a little bit. So I'm cool with that. Do um, you recall somebody saying they'd go about five and two on this series? Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> so, are uh, are Alicia and, Ron, and Juan? Are you guys uh the betting type? Just out of curiosity, I am now. <laughs> betting on a series? Do you wager? I'm not with real money. No. Okay. <laughs> Um, because I feel like, so, so just as an example, right? Like if the Dodgers win today, you try to parlay that money it has to be exact in order for you to make a return on that money. Right. Yes. So Roger over here is moving the goalposts in what <laughs> I feel is not a, a way of integrity and saying, Oh, well, since they went six and one, I was the closest to the pin. So that's why I win. I feel like that is disingenuous. What no, do you want? No, no. no. Well, I went with five and two, right? And they went they went six and one, but I was glad that they went that they didn't go five and two because that means they would have lost the Brave series, and I didn't want that to happen. So I was cool with the six and one, even though I didn't hit five and two. All right, we we got to leave that up to our listeners. Hit us up on the Twitters, on the Instagram. Let us know if Babyface deserves a point. His his prediction was the Dodgers would go five and two this week. They went six and one. Does Babyface deserve a point for that, no. or does he get a zero? Hit us up on the Twitters. Let us know once you guys hear the episode. I'm still I, sticking with it. Yeah, I'm going with no because again, if you're betting, Vegas doesn't give you a point for being close. You got to get it right. Yeah, you don't get a spread I, on your spread, but yeah. that's not how that works. <laughs> Juan, are, are you going to give him a point? 
No, I, I agree with you guys. I think it, you have to hit the number exactly in, in order to get the point. I'm going to be points-wise by our group here because you guys went four and three. I went five and two. So who had the better overall? I but guess, by your record? logic, the Dodgers won four games, so I deserve a point. They won at least four games. And that means that, means that all three of us would get a point. Well, all four of us would get a point, but you don't get a spread on the spread. That's yeah, not that, it doesn't work. You got to hit it. It's a yeah. scoreless week. Yeah. Nobody, nobody gets any points for that week. But yeah. we'll see what the listeners say. Yeah. Um. Did you? Uh. Did either of you? Uh. I know Roger did, but did either of you boo uh, Kenley Jansen? <laughs> what? Go ahead, Alicia. This this was directed for you. Wait a second, you better not have booed Kenley Johnson. I did not look. I, I've been saying all along that I thought he was going to get a, a, a nice re- reception. And he, I didn't see this. Did any of you guys see this? But before the game on Monday, they did have a little ceremony where the Dodgers gave him a gift on the field. Justin Turner and Dave Roberts were with him. And I didn't see that, but I think he did get a nice applause there. But on Tuesday night's game, when I was sitting next to Kendrick Lamar in the right field pavilion, <laughs> when Jansen came out of the bullpen, I was surprised to hear the booze. Now, this is the way I'll justify it. Before the ceremony on Monday, when they gave him the gift, it's not part of a game. So that, I think, is an appropriate time to go ahead and applaud him and, and cheer him. But... Tuesday night when he came to shut down, which was still a winnable game, it was only three to one. Do you, I I, I give the, I, 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 even though I was surprised, I give the fans a pass because you, you, are you cheering him to beat the Dodgers? Is that what you're doing? I no. See, I think it's the same guys and gals that booed him when he was a Dodger. There's, there are Dodger fans who just have a, a beef with Kenley. They, they, I, I'm not even going to try to convince them of how amazing he was as a Dodger. The numbers, the things he did for us, they, they're focusing on a couple of games out of his long career as a Dodger. They're focusing on a couple of games where they call him names and boo. And I feel like those are the fans that you are sitting with because I was told. You hear that, Kendrick? <laughs> Dang. Because no, I don't no, know no. if you guys knew this. I was sitting in the right field pavilion with Kendrick Lamar on Tuesday. Uh, the name drop, by the way, out. solid name drops by Juan yeah. today. Hey, this is what happens in the Canesada. You'd never know who's going to drop by. So I didn't go to the game. I'm not I'm not telling you what you heard. You heard booze. I, I believe you. What I'm saying is it's a big ass stadium and there were 52,000 fans, something like that. So in your section, and don't let me let me make sure people paint the picture. The pavilion packed, lots of beer, lots of micheladas, right? Go ahead and say it. I okay. was in the all you can. I was with the all you can eat gordos out in the right in right field with Kendrick and the and the mariachi. Yes, the all you can eat gordos are the ones that were. That's booming. where the mariachi set up, right in between center. So it's puro body out there. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the emotions run strong out there. God bless our pavilion fans. Love it. I'm just saying, I really don't, I would like to know, did everyone else hear booing or did they boo Kenley? Because that, that breaks my heart for Kenley. Cause he is a big teddy bear of a person. And, um, I, I want to say, I heard somebody else comment 
that they they heard a, a few boos, but mostly cheers. And they were in a different, they were not with you and Kendrick Lamar. So no. I'm just saying maybe it was over-exaggerated in your area, but the acoustics, hopefully he got more cheers. Now I wish I would have went to the game because I would have cheered for Kenley. Well, Babyface, didn't uh, you were watching the telecast, right? Were, were you watching the telecast? Yeah. Did you hear kid? Did you hear cheers? Did you hear booze on the telecast? I didn't really hear. I don't even. I'm not sure if they actually showed when he came when he came in. It wasn't. You couldn't really pick up a, a, a you know, either booze or cheering. I don't remember yeah, them so showing him coming in. Like it was. I don't he was already at the either. I, yeah. I, I I did think it was interesting that Severe did not play his music, because Dave Roberts had said before the game that he would have liked to have heard Severe play California Love when Kelly came out. Now, I don't know if Severe, and we should probably maybe reach out to him, but I don't know if maybe the Dodgers told Severe, don't play his music, or if Severe made that choice, because, you know, Severe works for the Dodgers. Do well, you did- want to show that much love to the opposing team? He did play it during the presentation, though, so that was cool. You know. But not during the game. And Roberts had said he would have loved to have seen Jansen come out. Yeah. Let, let me ask you guys this. I don't I don't think that that's a little too much, even for me. And and I'm a that, I'm a, play, that it, they would have played California love with him coming out. Yes. You think that was too much wearing a different jersey now? Yes, that that I don't. I agree with that, that too. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let me put this out to you guys. Since he got booed and it wasn't like a disastrous, like, you know, boo this man type thing. But we've already seen it with like Piazza refuses to come back. Do you think that this is something where once Jansen retires, he he'll be hesitant to come back to the Dodgers because of how the fans have been reacting since he left or it'll be different once he retires? I I don't think so. I mean, he this is where he grew up. You know what I mean? This is where he was here 16 years, I think, 17 years. So, yeah, it's. I, I don't think so. What about you, Alicia? I don't think so either. Again, I'm sticking with my my numbers are that it's a small, select group of anti-Kenley uh, haters. <laughs> and for the most part, especially if you truly like study the history and the records he holds, how can you boo him? So he the, the organization loves him. He's got good friends. The Dodgers players were in his wedding. Like they go to kids' birthday parties. He's part of their lives. So I don't see that happening. And it's the Dodgers didn't do him dirty. You know, it, it, it just worked out the way it worked out. And Kenley doesn't seem like the type to hold grudges. I told you he's known as a teddy bear. The, the one time I interviewed him, he's just like so chill and soft-spoken and I did not seem very angry, um, not fiery. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he's not going to hold a grudge, in my opinion. What about you, Roger? No, um, I think Kenley has shown, you know, he's the greatest Dodger closer. Even Gagne said that um, when he retires, you know, he ha- he's going to have the numbers to be a hall of famer. So he's, he goes in the hall of fame. He's going into the Dodger. So, you know, yes. he'll be back. He'll be back to, he'll be back to the stadium. I've heard, you know, people say when he's probably done, he will probably even get a job with the Dodgers organization. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see Kenley back. Oh, wow. So you think Kenley gets into the hall of fame? I mean, his numbers are getting up there. He's one of the top, 
I mean, right he's now, in the top ten, isn't yeah. he? You think Kimbrough will get in the Hall of Fame? Well, Kimbrough's above him, but they're 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 the top two closers right now. Well, yeah, but I feel like the saves number now that that's different because I mean, look how long it took Lee Smith to get in. Like a lot of those relievers. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Kenley's you know first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm saying, you know, he keeps putting up the numbers. It's going to be interesting. You know, he might be able to get in. How many saves do you think he has to get there, get to, to be considered, to to actually have like what he might get in? What's the record? What's uh six fifty two? That's uh, Mariano. I mean, the I think he needs to get at least four hundred saves. He's is he he's in the top ten, right? Uh, he Kimbrel has three seventy five, and he is uh thirteen with three fifty three. Oh, Kimbrel. So they're both outside of the top 10. No, Kimbrel's nine. So the top no. 10 is Mariano, Trevor Hoffman, Lee Smith, uh, uh, K-Rod, uh, John Franco, Billy Wagner, Dennis Eckersley, Joe Nathan, Craig Kimbrel. What's Lee John Smith Pepper. at? What's Lee, Lee Smith? Smith at? Yeah. Uh, 478. I think and he's in the that's Hall of interesting. Fame, right? The list that he just read off of, there's only four Hall of Famers on there. Yeah. And Eckersley got it because he was a starter for a, a good part. A good Joe part. Nathan's not in the Hall of Fame. Joe, and uh, Kimbrell's going to pass him. And uh, and Kimbrell's going to pass him here pretty soon because it's 377 to 375. I mean, Papelbon's not in the Hall. Troy Percival's not in the Hall. Uh, I mean, I think if Kenley gets another 100 saves, he's going to be right there knocking on that on that discussion. I mean, looking at these numbers. Well, that would put him closer to 500. So yeah. that, that's he gets closer to 500, I think. Yeah, if he gets if he gets 400 saves, I think he should get Hall consideration. But I mean, to one's point, Billy Wagner's not in the Hall, John Franco's not in the Hall, K. Rod's not in the Hall, and those guys are four, five, and six. Yeah, those numbers have changed, man. It's uh, it's it's the same thing now. Where you know before, 500 home runs or 3,000 hits were a lock to get you into the Hall of Fame. Now the numbers are completely skewered, and uh, I I don't know if that stuff gets you in anymore. Baseball, well, Raleigh, baseball oh, has always been the toughest Hall of Fame to get into. So I oh. I'm with you, Roger. Though I I think he's going to do it. He stays healthy, and he's got plenty of baseball left in him. He'll get there. And I mean, Raleigh Fingers is 15 on the list, and he has 341. Goose Gossage is 310, and he's 26. And it and it took Gossage a while to get in. Yeah. It's a bull, yeah. So it's so I I mean I, I think the number for him is, is probably four hundred that he can get in, but you know, crazier things have happened. I mean, if him and Kim, I mean him and Kimbrell are probably of this generation the the guys, right? Because everyone else that we listed there, they're from the previous generation, you know, K Rod, Billy Wagner, Jonathan Papelbon. I mean, Jonathan Papelbon was dominant for how long? Like eight years or something crazy like that. Um, so yeah, so I think that's the number is like four hundred, but Either way, I still think, I still think Kenley. Nonetheless, I don't think he's going to be butthurt about any of that stuff. I mean, he, that's L.A. is home, and yeah. so so I, the likelihood of him being kind of upset about that, uh, I don't think. It, you know, to Alicia's point, I don't think she takes it too serious. Um, what uh, what uh, what do you have? You guys heard this thing about uh the Burger King situation uh, at Dodger Stadium? Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna. I, I want I want Babyface to come in on this because Babyface is the one that has. The I knew the minute the news broke, and what we're referring to is that the Dodgers have hired an agency to look into naming rights 
not for the stadium. I want to cl- clear this out. It's not that the Dodger Stadium is not going to change. It is going to be still known as Dodger Stadium. But the field naming rights, the uh, California Angels of Anaheim of Southern California did this a few years back, if you remember, when it was Edison Field at Angel Stadium. So this is not something like groundbreaking or anything like that. The, the rumor is that Burger King is an option, that it'll be known as Burger King Field at, at Dodger Stadium. Uh, I think the person on this panel that has the strongest opinion about this is Babyface. So the floor is yours, sir. Well, I mean, I haven't given the field that much thought. I mean, I'm more in, about the patches. That's kind of what. Oh, and the other thing the, is about having having patches on on I mean, the uniform. The field, I know that's probably something that's that's going to happen. It's going to be whatever, whatever you know field at Dodger Stadium or whatever. But the thing that I've, that I've told you guys is the patches. I mean, we saw the Padres already announced that they're going with Motorola, of all people, like it's 1992. <laughs> um, and, then, and then they have a patch that's like pretty much the, the size of the sleeve. I mean, come on. Tell us how you really feel, Roger. Come on. <laughs> let's go. Bring the fire. Come on. Bring it. You know, Talk I mean, to me like you're talking about Marcelo Suna. Don't don't get me started. You wanted me to ask. So who got who got more booze this this past week, Kenley Jansen or Marcel Osuna? Uh, Kenley, I think Kenley Jansen. I mean, I was at the game on Tuesday, and I, when they announced Marcel Osuna's name, I did not hear anything. Yeah, and he was there with Kendrick Lamar, so he can confirm that. I know. I mean, it, it was true. I, mean, I asked Kendrick, <laughs> I, I, and he told me he's like, "Bitch, don't kill my vibe," and I was just like, "Okay, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna shut up now." I mean, Here. just totally the last fair. thing I want to see, you know, bless the Mexican leagues. I just don't want to see a uniform like that in MLB. You know, I don't want to have, you know, that you're looking at a uniform and trying to figure out, well, what team is this? You know, is this? Uh... Are you being serious right now? You really think if they put patches on there, you're not going to know that it's the Dodgers uniform? So if the Dodgers put the in and out patch on the, on I mean, the left do we, sleeve, do we like, know it's the Galaxy or do we know it's LAFC? I mean, we see how some of these patches get carried away. Are you trying to tell me that I'm going to go support the Flex Football Club? I know it's <laughs> LAFC. Just like with the Lakers, when the Lakers had Wish, like I didn't think it was the Wish Los Angeles Lakers. Like I knew it was the Lakers. Hey, your Clippers, because of your Clippers, everyone knew to go on Bumble. Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, those patches were still small in comparison to what the Padres well, are. I mean, to, I don't think the Padres patch is that big. Have you seen it, Alicia? I've not, but now I'm going to look it up because Roger really so, got heated over this path. <laughs> Honestly, it's like this big. It's not even that big. It's like it's, a baseball? Yeah, it's like it, a little it, bit it's bigger. It's like than a, a four by four patch. Well circular patch on oh you know God. what? I bet you though there are a lot of uh baseball fans like Roger. There are purists out there who don't want naming rights. They don't want patches on the uniforms. I mean shoot USC doesn't put last names on their jerseys, the football program that Notre Dame doesn't either. They're there. It is like tradition. There you go. And so I get it, Roger. I'm not mad at you, but this is a capitalist society. It's coming. So you have some time to prepare yourself. But the that's rest the, of the, that's the, the mama in me, <laughs> the rest of the world does this. Yeah. So why is it OK for the rest of the world to do it? 
but we can't look in a perfect world. All right. You're going to put a patch on the uniform. That's fine. Don't raise ticket prices. The extra revenue that you're going to get from selling a patch on here. Okay. That money that you're making, pass it down to the consumer. The Dodgers are, we're already paying the highest ticket, average ticket price in all of major league baseball. Okay. They raised parking again. Okay. Now, if you buy it early, it's 25 bucks. When I went to the California angels of Southern California, Anaheim team, I paid 10 bucks for parking. And I, and Babyface, you were the one who told me this, that when this ownership group first bought the team, parking was $10 and now we're up to $30. So if they're going to go ahead and sell the naming rights, or they're going to allow people to put their, their, you know, their symbol on the uniform. Okay. Use that revenue. Just don't raise ticket prices. Make it so families can go ahead and go to a game. Real quick one, just before we get all the, you see, McCourt's getting all this money. Because <laughs> this always happens when, when people mention that the parking price has gone up. Oh, McCourt, just, he's getting his money. Yeah. McCourt does not get that money. The, the team, they, they came up with an agreement where McCourt gets a lump sum every year, whatever that, that is. And that could be from anything. That could be from your parking, concession, merchandise, tickets, whatever. So he just gets a lump sum. So the Dodgers are actually pocketing that money. I'm honestly cool with the patch situation. Uh, I, to Alicia's point, we live in a capitalist society, and the rest of the damn world has been doing it for how long? Like my favorite soccer team in in Europe is is FC Barcelona. Next year they have a three hundred million dollar deal starting next year to to have Spotify across the the jersey that they have. So I'm the the MLS right? The MLS in some cases, like you said, the Flex LAFC. Like I'm not going to get them confused for who they are, because that's that's just the marketing, the, you know, the way that they make money. We are the fighting flex, okay, Alonzo. The that fighting is our flex. New <laughs> we are the fighting the fighting flex from uh, downtown Los Angeles. Well, and like my current employer, Real Salt Lake, they have Life Vantage across the jersey, but I everyone still knows who that team is, right? So, do you know what Life Vantage is? I don't even know when they pay me a bunch of money and I don't even know who the hell they are. But at the same point, I still know who the Jersey is. Right. So, so, so if you take somebody that's never been to a soccer game or whatever, and they walk in and they, they go to LAFC game and they say flex, who's, who's flex, right? That's going to be their first thought. No, no because they're no. going to look around the stadium it's and see LAFC everywhere. everywhere. Black and gold is LAFC. Just There's like, no just, way that they'll get mistaken. <laughs> just like the example I'm using of Real Salt Lake, it's the Claret and Cobalt. Everyone knows that stuff if you follow the game. Just like if you go to Real Madrid, you know, oh, I didn't know that Real, the Betway, Real Madrid, CF, like what is that? No, everyone knows it's those 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 merengues so you don't think those logos are too big they could just be you know a wee bit smaller and 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 emphasize more of the team no well don't you think those logos are bigger because that is the history of that sport that sport does not have the same design as a uniform what i am curious to see is once they do start putting those logos on the uniform the size of those logos because you saw it in basketball you can still clearly see lakers on there yeah and wishes about this size. Yeah. When they wear patches, when Don Newcomb passed away, when they wear the patches, when Don Sutton passed away, when they wear the patches on the on the sleeve, does that bother you? No. No, they because they're not they're not selling something. 
Okay, but the size of it, does it bother you? No. Or when they do the commemorative, like the 60th season, yeah. and, and they wear those patches on the sleeve, does that bother you? Like when you buy the Valenzuela 81 jersey, it's got that symbol on the side, and I, and I forget what it's representing. But that's the patch that the Dodgers wore that year. So if I gave you a jersey that the Yankees uh, gave me from from the last year at the old stadium and you saw how big that patch is, you'd be like, nope, take this back. This is garbage. No, what's garbage is an advertiser. I don't want to walk around advertising Motorola or In-N-Out or KFC or Boloco or whatever. But if they make it small, will it still bother you? Or is it just the fact that there is advertising on the uniform? It's the advertising on the uniform. There should not be advertising. This is the MLB. There should not be advertising on the uniform. So the advertisements on the fins? Yeah, I was going to say all those are okay. The giant Estrella Jalisco sign that's out there. I mean, I I would not put that there personally. Uh But But how are you going to pay the bills? uh, I'm sure MLB, uh, (laughs) you know, differing from what Rod Bamford said, I mean, MLB still doesn't make money. Right. I, I understand that. But I mean, you still have to make advertising revenue, right? Yeah, they got commercials, there's radio, you know, there's other ways to make money. It, 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 I The trade off for me, I do not want to see another name. So you explained in the beginning, Juan, that it is uh, not the naming rights of the stadium. It's the field. Yes. Right. I'm fine with that. I'd rather that than have the patches. I'm with Rod. I lean, I do not want patches, but I'm also a realist. I'm not a purist and it's coming. Yeah. So if, if we can just keep the patches on the players and just leave the stadium alone, I will, I will go away quietly. I won't, I won't boo. Like, like uh-huh. when, when, when you, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> like when USC did the whole, uh, what is it? United. Or is it American Airlines Field? I can't remember what it is. Yes, they did United. United Field at the Coliseum or something. Which I've like never heard anyone refer to USC. Never. There. Never. No, because it's still the Coliseum, right? Yeah. But yeah. when you drive when you drive by on the freeway, you see the sign and it says United Field at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum or whatever it says. So again, at the end of the day, that's that's just that's a part of the it's a part of the business, right? It's a part of the business model of, of modern I day sports. I don't want a crypto.com stadium. That's leave, well, that's a whole other problem for different reasons. That's, I'm saying leave yeah. Dodger Stadium alone. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, and, but I mean, everyone's still gonna call it Dodger Stadium, yeah. even if they come with Burger King Field at Dodger Stadium. Yes. Everyone is still gonna say it's Dodger Stadium. I agree. Just, I mean, just like as far as I'm concerned. Staples Center is still Staples Center. I don't know about the crypto.com business. Yeah. I still call the uh, Honda Center the pond. Yeah, that's the pond as far as oh, I'm concerned. Cool. <laughs> I mean, the big, I mean, I still call, you know, Angel Stadium the big A. I mean, yeah. it's, it, so it's, um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's, or just, you know, if they were to change, you know, Yankee Stadium to Yankee Stadium at, you know, Coney Island Field or whatever, like it's still Yankee Stadium. Well, here's the thing. Wrigley Field. What is Wrigley Field named after? Wrigleyville. Right? Um, yeah. Um, so, so isn't that technically a branding? It's not like it's Cubs Field. It's not like it's Cubs Stadium. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, again, I, I think I, I'm like Alicia. I, am I a purist? Sure. But I'm also a realist in the sense that that's just what's coming. That's just where, where it's at. 
that's the environment that we're in. And in this economy, that's what you got to do. I mean, that's just, that is what it is. Listen, if, if in and out were to say, Hey man, we're going to put a patch on all of your shirts that you have to wear and you get a free double, double every day for the rest of your life. Guess what I'm going to do. I'm going to put an in and out patch on my shirts. And Don't even that. put that out there. It's hard enough for me to get a Yumbo Yak, man. That's true. Well, same thing. If Jack in the Box said, you know what I mean? So, like, I mean, Burger King, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not a big Burger King guy. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Their fries are trash. But if <laughs> if In and Out came in and said that, or if Jumbo Jack said that, then hey, whatever. But I mean, I understand the model. I mean, it is what it is. That's just the, the environment that we're in. I used to like the chicken sandwiches, and the onion rings are better than their fries at Burger King. I've, I don't. I don't like onion rings, so that's why I haven't. Oh, had I love onion rings. <laughs> um, speaking of a of a economy, word on sources close to you tell us that you receive a royalty check from uh, Agents oh. of Shield. Is is this true? <laughs> I mean, not to brag, but I'm going to hold it up for you. Those of you listening, I'm holding up a check from the Mouse Disney Worldwide Services. In the amount of $14.97, this is a residual check from my starring role <laughs> on Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So thank you. Thank you. We need to find out if anybody has seen that episode. Please let us know. Oh, it's awful. Because we want to put a clip of that. But we, exactly. can't, we can't find it. We can't Hit find us it. up on the Twitter. Hit us up on the Twitters or the, no. on the socials. If you've seen Alicia in this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's a great way to continue getting residuals. It's terrible. What? <laughs> it's one scene. And I told you they didn't give me my lines. And I was terrified. And I was terrible. Not going to even try to disguise how awful I was. So they dubbed me. When I finally we sat around to watch it. And that's how I found out that they dubbed my voice. <laughs> We want to hear the reviews of Alicia's award-winning performance on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So you know what we should do? I Page think Pee-wee Herman. What did you say? Paging Mr. <laughs> Herman. Mr. P.W. Herman. Yes. You have a call at the front desk. That was me. <laughs> I think uh, I think when we get together for all-star stuff, I think we should have a watch party to watch that Oh, episode. my. Yes, exactly. exactly. I, I think I think that's the, the, the appropriate thing to do is get okay. together I'll with a bunch of I'll save these checks and you can't even afford one michelada with this check. <laughs> and before we, before we wrap up, I do want to thank all you, uh, all our fans who met us at the meet and greet at Dodger Stadium and, and got some giveaways from Bleedlows. Uh, awesome. It was, uh, it was really nice. There were some people there who had not discovered us, had not heard about us yet. And so make sure you guys, if you are coming across this w- podcast, Make sure you subscribe so you go ahead and get all our newest uh, episodes. And real quick, before we wrap up, uh, we're going to get uh, the, the predictions for the week. So just so we're clear and we're black and white, it has to be precise in order to get a point. Are we are we agreeing to that? I yeah. agree to that. I agree. Roger. Roger. <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so look, looking ahead, uh, uh, they're playing three against the Padres in San Diego and three against the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Uh, I think they will go. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go five and two. Nice. Impressive. Uh, wait. wait, wait oh, wait, no. Math it's, is wrong. Six, it's six games. Six yeah. games. I apologize. Uh, I, I'm under the weather. If you haven't been able to hear, uh, my math is not correct. 
Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, so I think they're going to sweep the D-backs and, uh, and then they will take two of three from San Diego. So you're going five and one. Yes. All right. Babyface. He's getting himself psyched up. Do you see this? Or, or do you want to go last? Let, let's say we'll save you yeah, we'll for last. last. Alicia, what do you got? I was leaning towards five and one, but I'm going to go four and two. I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to play it a little safe. Conservative. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to play to not lose versus play to win. Once. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a good strategy. I'm going uh, three and three. Oh, oh, I, okay. Wow. I, I have them losing two out of three to the show pods and winning two out of three against the diamondbacks. Uh, the the I don't know what Tyler Anderson is going to be uh, and uh, Bueller, this whole thing that you brought up about him, maybe, uh, you know, giving a pitch, uh, tipping his pitches uh, has me concerned. And I, I just um, I, I feel like the Dodgers always find a way to just lose horribly to one game, at least in Arizona, a, a game that they have no business losing. So I have them three and three. Roger, said like the Padres fan that Juan is. You guys, you guys will hear more of that when we talk with the Padres coming up. <laughs> so, 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 um, so I'm, I'm going to go five and one. Okay. Okay. Well, so did you write that down, Juan? I, I wrote it down as well. Okay, good. <laughs> so, just to review, Alonzo has them five and one. Alicia has them four and two. I have them three and three. Roger has them five and one. Um. And then, uh, and we'll keep track of that all season. But again, as Juan asked, if you're listening to this, chime in. We kind of want to hear your uh, if if you guys think we should do closest to the pin per se. <laughs> Alicia and I are golfers, so uh, so that reference sticks there. Or yeah. if uh, if exact, I, I I think we're all in agreement, so we're going to go with exact. But I'm kind of curious to hear what the what the listeners say too. On that note, we'll go ahead and wrap this episode of the podcast up. Huge thanks to everyone that subscribed, rated, reviewed. If you haven't, please do all those things. And huge thanks to our partners at Bet Online for for presenting this episode of the podcast. Uh, again, if you go to betonline.ag or if you use your mobile device, it's super easy to get started. Uh, head to the website, get that going, and if you use our promo code Believe, which is B L E A V, you will receive fifty percent uh, welcome bonus on your initial deposit. Huge thanks to them for presenting this episode of the podcast. On that note, we'll catch you down the road. Thanks again. And go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.